everybody, this is Steve Perkins. Today we have somebody from the Greenhouse crew named Tyler Harrington. Hello, hello. How's it going, everybody? So Tyler and I met a while back, and we've known each other for, man, how long now? It's been a really long time. I want to say like five or six years from that at first. Because we met yeah. at Hope Church, where we all go, we go to church, and we were in a small group together in right. 2000. 14? Yeah. Somewhere along that? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. And we've kind of crossed paths in our work a number of times because Tyler does a lot of film stuff. His main background is he owns a business that does wedding, um, not just wedding photography, but also films. And we did some projects together, especially when I was doing projects in the corporate world. You helped me with film. And so now our paths have kind of recrossed again where you're still running your business, where you do not only the wedding photography and film, but also just a lot of digital media tech type stuff, including giving advice and teaching about equipment and helping other photographers with their setup and and everything. I'm probably botching this a little, but you have a, a business that's really solid in that space. And now you're also starting to help other businesses like Greenhouse. And so we work together on a consistent basis doing media and all kinds of exciting ideas for Greenhouse. Yeah, that's that's pretty close, Steve. I, I consider myself a jack of all trades, um, master of a, a couple of them, I'd like to think. So <laughs> um, yeah, it's fun. I have a background in graphic design. I actually have a degree in graphic design, which most people who know me don't actually know about. But then, like you mentioned, photography I've been doing since I was in high school. And then video, I'm actually self-taught in video, which is the only one of my skills. I'm technically self-taught it, but it's kind of like my main thing. Uh, but yeah, it's, I'm in a really cool season right now. I'm transitioning. Um, my wife and I just had a baby nine months ago. My wife had a baby. I helped. Um, <laughs> and so we're kind of pivoting our business and making all sorts of changes. So it's really appropriate that I've been working with you and being around the greenhouse crew and learning all about finding purpose and making changes. And it's yeah. really it's really serendipitous, I yeah. would say. It's fun in a lot of ways. Like we talked about before, we're transitioning into some new things. So this is this is one of the vibes we'll be trying where... I'll just have different people from the team, maybe even customers or friends of Greenhouse come in and join me for a conversation, kind of like a coffee coffee chat. Coffee chat with Steve. I always say that Steve is at his best when he's just unleashed. You just unleash Steve wow. and all of his emotion and all of his passions and feelings. And it's kind of hard to get that when he's trying to be very <laughs> regimented in a podcast. So I'm really excited for this version of Coffee Chats with Steve, for right. Steve to just give it his all. Apparently I'm unleashing. We're now. unleashing I'm Steve start upon unleashing all of right now. Into your eardrums right now. So I hope you're ready <laughs> for the unleashed version of Steve Perkins. Oh gosh, this is hard to live up to. But we did, Tommy and I had talked about this where we initially started the podcast thinking man, we're, we're just getting together for coffee or breakfast or lunch and having these conversations that <laughs> maybe this is a lot of ego. We're like, these are pretty interesting conversations. Why don't we start putting a microphone in front of us? I do think that a lot of have some sort of a great conversation. A lot of times with you and I'm like, man, I really wish that somebody had been recording this so we could share it with people because I think that's where the most natural conversations happen. So I'm excited for this. So today we want to talk about five key tips for prioritizing your week. And I struggled a little bit with the title because these steps and the strategy can apply to so many areas of life, whether it's business, whether it's work in general, whether it's your personal life. Um, it's just kind of about focus. How do, you, how do you figure out what's the most important stuff and focus your time on that? Versus it's very easy to just fall into the trap of reacting to everything that comes at you in life 
and one day wake up wondering like what should I what am I supposed to be doing <laughs> you know a lot of us wake up many mornings thinking that but the idea for this episode came from a coaching client of mine a little while back and I wanted to just read the text this is what he this is what he texted me when he essentially reached out for for help and for coaching he was talking about there's a little back and forth here about project management and this is someone who owns a small business kind of like a solopreneur and he said I was super pumped you know talking about the project management stuff and getting some of that in place for his business he said I was super pumped and then immediately was hit with a bit of dread and terror and just wanted to go to sleep dot 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 he said I'm I'm digging out from a lot of bad practices and I'm fearful of the workload I'm giving myself without yet establishing a clear workflow do you want to dive in deep to help me get up to speed faster and figure this out and so that led to us working through this challenge for his business and kind of just putting a structure in place that I just think applies for a lot of people. So I thought we'd talk through that today. Yeah, I think that's awesome. I think it's such a huge factor, especially for solopreneurs, but really everybody is, how do I make the most of my week? I want to be as efficient and effective as possible. And for a lot of people, and for me especially, because I'm not um, very good at thinking ahead and planning ahead is that next thing you know you're just like living your life and now it's thursday (laughs) and you're like wait Uh hold on wait i've got so many more things i need to finish or i didn't get what i wanted to get done and then you're like "Eh, it's too late and then you just wait until the next thursday and then it's kind of this vicious cycle so i think that this is going to be really helpful for anybody who can find themselves in that sort of trap of just going with the flow so to speak and then next thing you know the flow is taking you somewhere you don't want to go. So taking control <laughs> yeah. of the flow. So let's jump into it, Steve. Sure. So the first step, and there's there's five steps here. Just a side note, these are five key tips that come out of a larger framework that we talk about in our greenhouse method more deeply. But, but I think there are five key things that anyone could implement now and it would make a difference. So the first of the five is have a weekly rhythm. Now, what do I mean by this? Rhythm, I, I didn't use that word a whole lot outside of drumming, <laughs> but it was kind of introduced to me through the context of just kind of like your habits and your morning routine and all that. I want to talk about rhythm in a broader sense. Having a weekly rhythm is about having something on the calendar every week that is a recurring, committed, non-skippable event in your week where you actually kind of take stock and prioritize and so the beauty of this is everything else on your calendar in a, week, in a week, like you were saying, can move around, can be different week to week, and it's hard to predict, right? You can't really predict what's going to happen next week. But if you have this one small chunk of time, I'm talking like 30 minutes to an hour, that's always on your calendar each week, and that's where you do the work of prioritizing and thinking ahead and all the stuff you just mentioned, then that's something you can always count on. So this is what I found with the person who who wrote the text is he was always in a reaction mode. He was always trying, like every day, trying to think of everything that's on my plate. Okay, what's most important? And it literally, it's like taking up the first hour or more of his day just to think about everything going on and try to wrap his head around it. And so part of the value of a weekly rhythm is it's on your calendar. You know you're going to wrap your head around everything during that time and prioritize but then you don't have to think about it the rest of the days of the week. You can you can come in every day and know what you should be working on. You can enter 
whatever situation in your life and know what's most important because you know you've already put the work of like thinking <laughs> and grappling with all the stuff ahead of time. Yeah, this is one of those unique circumstances where you would think that having something like this would feel maybe controlling or feel very limiting, but actually what you described gives so much more freedom to allow you to know like, okay, what I'm doing right now is what I'm supposed to be doing. Like, this is where I'm supposed to be. I'm on the right path to whatever it is I'm trying to achieve for this week, as opposed to not having a plan or not taking the time to set that like weekly rhythm and then feeling every minute of every day, you're like, and you're second guessing yourself constantly. Like, am yeah. I doing the right thing? Am I not? And that can feel way more constraining and way feel like you're more trapped than by actually having a plan, which <laughs> yeah. seems kind of backwards, but yeah. I think that's definitely very true. It's a good point. And I'm a perfect example because I'm, if you look at my kind of personality type, which you have seen it, um, I'm, I love spontaneity. I love variety. I actually, actually really highly value flexibility and and things not being the same kind of re- repetition each day yet i've experienced exactly what you said since i've gotten kind of that weekly rhythm in my life i feel way more freedom here's a good example at the end of the day i want to go home and be present with my family or friends i don't want work to be always constantly weighing on me all day long and that's hard right like if we're honest that's a really hard thing to achieve but this this has actually helped with that because now at the end of the day like you said, I know, okay, I've gotten the things done that were most important. So yeah, there's other stuff lingering, like there's other stuff weighing, sure, but I know it's okay that that can wait. Versus, again, yeah, questioning the whole rest of the evening, like, oh man, what about those other things? Like, when when should I do them? How important are they? There is actually more freedom to just kind of be present and let work wait until the next day. Yeah, for sure. I think that's awesome. Okay, so that's the first one. Is that all you have for the first one? Or is there more? Well, there's maybe one little other piece. We'll come back to this too. But I think when you're when you're thinking about that weekly rhythm, that block on your calendar each week, think about when the best time is for that. So I know for me, I've experimented with a lot of different times. Most recently, it was Monday morning because that just kind of made the most logical sense, right? Like Monday morning, plan for the week. What I found was it actually set me back. And then the rest of Monday, it was like I was starting it late and then by Monday evening, I'm feeling like my whole week, I'm already behind. <laughs> yes, I felt the exact same way. That's so really? funny you say that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So what I found was I switched. I've tried different times, but switching to Friday, kind of in the after, like late morning, early afternoon, has worked really well so far because then you can kind of rest easy on the weekend knowing, all right, I'm ready for Monday morning. And then Monday morning, you can hit the ground running. And I'm telling you lately, the... Monday evenings have felt so good because I know the the biggest, most important stuff is kind of done or there's progress made and I feel ahead of the week instead of behind. And I think that can set the trajectory for your entire week because um, then if you get to Tuesday and you feel really lousy about having a bad Monday, then you don't get as much done on Tuesday and then it becomes this big, long <laughs> yeah. cycle. So I think that's awesome. Yeah, that's so, true. Okay. So first step is just like taking the time, planning those 30 minutes and actually committing yourself to doing that. So what's the the next step, the next thing that you have on your list there? Yeah, so the second key tip, if you will, is to set your biggest thing or your one thing first. So if you've been listening to the podcast, Tommy and I have talked about this book called The One Thing many times. And in fact, we had them on the podcast. You can go back and look for that episode. But the whole concept of The One Thing is 
if you look at all your to-dos, what's the one thing that if you did that, it's like all the rest would be taken care of? Or or maybe it's like if, if the world, if, if next week everything started crumbling and your world was just blowing up, what is the one thing that absolutely must get done if nothing else got done? So there's different ways you can look at it. In the book, they, they offer some of those different perspectives. But if you decide this thing, this one thing in your weekly rhythm time, then like in my case on Monday morning, that's the first thing I'm going to do literally before I even open my email inbox. And if you're like me, that's really, really, really hard because you feel like, oh, all these people are waiting for responses from me and there's all this stuff and there's all these notifications that are kind of like quick wins to get them done. But if you do that one thing first, something really magical happens and you feel really accomplished. You feel a wave of energy because it's something that's really important that you did. And it actually makes all the little stuff kind of happen a lot easier. Yeah, like I said, and that just sets you up in this perfect trajectory for the rest of the week to have a really good mindset going into the rest of the days. Because even if nothing else happened for the rest of the week, you can still technically walk away feeling accomplished. Right. So I like that. And your, I mean, your situation is probably a great example because you do a lot of deep creative work where it's like editing a film. Well, you have to, I mean... Correct me if I'm wrong, but you need big chunks of undisturbed time to do that well, right? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so if you save that till after all the little odds and ends are done, you probably don't have like the mental energy and focus to do it well versus, I don't know, how is it for you? Like on days when you tackle some of those kind of projects first? Yeah, I think like you said, getting those things out of the way ahead of time is really, really key, or at least having that blocked off period. So like that planning period becomes even that much more important because I know, okay, in order to get this specific film done, I need to have four or five uninterrupted hours of time. And the only way to really do that is to plan accordingly. And so if you have some other things like tax stuff or all those other types of little trickling things, those may actually be the most important things to get those done first thing in the morning on Monday morning or get those out of the way early. So then the whole rest of your week can Mm -hmm. be dedicated just to, for me, those deep, like long editing hours or like Mm -hmm. the deep creativity sessions that can be really easily interrupted by all these tiny little things you've got to get out of the way. So it's going to be different for every person on how they want to tackle those things and what's going to be the best way to do it yeah. but i think having some sort of a plan and putting those little things that nobody wants to do first and getting them all out of the way can free you up for the rest of the week to just really focus on those bigger projects or whatever it is that you have yeah. to really give your mind to well you bring up an interesting point because some days and i will do this like some days my quote unquote one thing is knocking out like 10 little tasks really quickly in the morning because then that feels equally freed up like oh man i got all this stuff done it feels so good you know i use trello for my task kind of management system and when you pull a task card over all my all my trello listeners know what i'm talking about it feels so good and it clicks into the done column and you're like yes i got it done and so some days i have yeah maybe a bunch of email responses and phone calls kind of like lingering out there. And it's like, let me just knock those things out. There's 10 of them, but I get them done in an hour and man, that feels good. And I'm energized. Yeah. I think being aware of how you work best and understanding yourself and your work habits and even the industry that you're in is really important for that. Cause I know for me, like I said, I'll sit down and start working on something. And I might get really into it. And next thing I know it's 
4.30 and I'm like, oh shoot, I've got all these emails I've got to respond to and these people are going to be, they are waiting on a response. I don't want to go 48 or 72 hours without having responded. So like now I'm like stopping what I'm doing in my yeah. track to try and respond to these emails really uh-huh. quickly before five. And, you know, then it becomes kind of a problem. So if I had knocked those out in the beginning, then I would have more freedom to just go until my heart's content with whatever else I have working on. So yeah. knowing yourself too is really important. I think. That's good. Yeah. The reality is there's always going to be more work waiting for you yeah. or more life. Amen stuff. to that. So let's just try to figure out what's the most important stuff and the rest can be later. Cool. I like that. Okay. So the first one we had was to block out the time. The second one we have is to get the hardest, most important things done at the very beginning. So what's the third tip for planning your week? So the third and fourth kind of go together. Uh, so maybe I'll just say them together and okay. then we can talk about it. The third thing is to think about what's most important. The fourth one is think about what's most urgent. Now, we've talked about this before on the podcast, but it, it's really important to separate those out. So important, what I mean is, What's the significant stuff? What's the stuff that matters long term? What's the stuff like, you know, you just described a project of editing a a big film project, right? That's really significant piece of work. Urgent is more like those email responses I was talking about, where maybe it's not that important in the long run. Maybe there's not a real creative, like strategic mindset I need for it. But it's just somebody waiting on something or there's a deadline or there's like a pressure to... I think of it like pressure relief, right? It's like the pressure is building up. And when I just respond to those things or do those things, it'll be a pressure relief. And so by thinking about them separately, you're able to kind of allocate your time appropriately. So important stuff is is really good and often gets put to the back burner because of the urgent stuff, right? And so if you don't think about this intentionally, you'll go days, then weeks, then months, and sometimes even years just responding to all the urgent stuff and never getting to that bigger, more significant stuff. And and for greenhouse, for especially like greenhousers, we talk about this is the stuff tied to your purpose and your long-term vision and you know your passions. This is the stuff that no one else is going to prioritize for you. So you got to kind of prioritize it for yourself. <laughs> Yeah, I like that these are three and four because I think, you know, like you said, obviously taking that time and then picking the most, the second one you kind of described as being maybe not the most important because as we're talking about now, but just kind of like that number one thing, like the highest priority thing. Because then, but once you get past those things, then you're right. Then it's okay. There's always going to be, there's always more work. There's always a million things on your plate. And if you just take everything as they're coming to you, you talked about at the beginning, just reacting mm-hmm. as things are coming your way you're going to have a really hard time picking and choosing what do I put first? What do I not put first? And then when you go home and you're with your family, there's all <laughs> these other things you've got you're thinking about and whatever. Yeah. So I think this is really, really key to the rest of the week, the Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday days in order to really feel good about yeah. those days. Yeah. And you and I are both entrepreneurs. So let's talk about that for a sec. If you So something we do at Greenhouse is we take this a step further. So this is good for your personal life. But as a business, like you mentioned, there's way more stuff going on at any given time. So you have to kind of, you have to do a lot more, uh, put more effort into this. And something we do is we think about what's important and what's urgent. We also think about the categories of what's producing money versus what's building infrastructure. And so, especially if you're a solopreneur or you're early in business, you almost always forget about the stuff that is maybe 
infrastructure related because you're just chasing down the next paycheck, trying to stay alive, trying to make this work. But again, they're two separate buckets and both need to be happening at any given time. You need to be building for the long term. What are the systems you need in place? What is the, I don't know, infrastructure, just anything that is going to set you up for success long term versus like, okay, what is actually going to bring in revenue or make this thing keep working? What's more of the immediate short-term stuff. They're both important, right? But they're different. (laughs) Right. And then there's also the things that aren't either of those that are things that we may perhaps just enjoy or things that, you know, are just, we feel like we have to do. Maybe we're obligated to them for whatever reason, but they're not really in that category. So do you have a system, Steve, for (laughs) how to parse out those different things between what's urgent, what's important, and how to kind of differentiate between those two things? I mean, for me, just setting aside this weekly rhythm time to think about it is that's all that's really needed. And it starts to create a habit of, you know, now I think about that every day. But at first it was like, okay, this is set aside time where I'm going to stop and think about this. And then what you just said made me think of, I've just been trying to get outside and walk more during the day. Like I love my work so I can get really intense and into it and forget to move around and get outside. And I love just like being outside in the city. So now that's another thing that, yeah, I'm trying to think, okay, how could I just make sure I get out more? (laughs) And so it may seem silly to like put a system on that, but actually if I don't, I forget. So, so why not? I'll just put something on my calendar for the week. Like, Hey, reminder, go take a walk. (laughs) Yeah. I think that's, that's good. And everyone might have a different sort of release or something that helps them to kind of reorient themselves because I think it's so easy especially as solopreneurs to we're just running a million miles an hour with our heads down and we're working really hard and we're doing a lot of stuff we're not really necessarily always looking where we're going and I think that's why this whole entire process is really helpful because running a million miles an hour in the wrong direction isn't really very helpful yeah. and you're not really going to get anywhere in the long run so by just putting these few little things in place I think it'll make sure that all this hard work that we're spending we want to make sure we're putting that energy in the right direction and in the direction that we're trying to go and not just in whatever direction we happen happen to be facing. Right. So cool. I like that a lot. All right. So those are one through four. Um, so what's the fifth one? So the fifth one in terms of key tips for prioritizing your week, uh, we already mentioned at the beginning. So I'll just touch on it again, which is uh, whatever's the beginning of the week for you. For me, it's Monday. Monday morning, do that one thing or some combination of these things you've deemed as most important, most urgent. You know, now you've got maybe one to three things that are like your top priorities. Do one of those, if not all of those, first thing Monday morning. Or for you, if your week starts on Thursday night, you know, it doesn't matter. The beginning of your week. Because again, this kind of sets in motion a good, a good energy of, hey, I'm accomplishing stuff. I'm making progress on the things that matter. And And also, like, I feel more ahead, so I'm able to relax and enjoy the rest of my life more versus always feeling behind. (laughs) Right. And that mindset is huge. And I think it can really carry you in a positive way or a negative way through your entire week more than you even realize. It's a very subconscious thing. But as solopreneurs, it's kind of a lonely, it can be a really lonely game of like, we're the only person we have to compare ourselves to is ourselves and like we're we're ranking everything we're doing against ourselves and how we're feeling and if we're feeling really lousy and crummy it's really hard for us to be like super motivated there's no one there necessarily being like hey it's okay i know yesterday was a rough day but like get back at it champ you know you're (laughs) you're kind of in there doing it yourself so this sort of thing is a really good way 
all this whole concept of really helping almost trick your mind into knowing like no what we're, we're we're good like we're on the right track we're yeah. doing the right things and all the energy and effort we're putting in is towards the greater good yeah yeah and then to anyone who's not in that kind of entrepreneur realm or business realm maybe you're in corporate maybe you're in an office setting where your calendar is kind of set by somebody else or multiple somebody else's you know that's a real thing too and you could be listening to this going yeah but i don't i don't have that kind of control well just be encouraged and know that we've talked to a number of people who who have tried to to implement these ideas in their setting and it does work it's it's like it may look a little different for you but there's one person i remember in particular and he said well everybody came to me he was in a corp a big kind of fortune 100 setting he said everyone keeps coming to me saying how how did you do that like you're not allowed to just like set aside time for what you want to work on kind of thing. And he's like, actually you are like, actually you own your calendar. You own your life. You're just, you've just, you've just adopted this mindset or this belief passively that you don't have any control over anything because you're in this environment that has all these expectations floating around you. And he said, actually I just did it and it works. And now I'm actually, getting even more control over my schedule because other people are looking at that going, wow, that's really cool. Okay. So you do have the power to say no. Sometimes you do have the ability to, to design kind of more of how you want your week to look than you think. Yeah. I think that's an awesome point. And what's cool about this too, is it doesn't just apply to business. We're speaking mostly in terms of business, whether it be solopreneur or somebody working in a corporate environment. But I think that this is super relevant to your personal life as well. Because I know for me, something I've been really bad at over the years is having and maintaining friendships. Um, and that's one of those things, again, where you just, even though that's a very personal thing, you can just let it go by and months and then years mm-hmm. go by. And you're like, well, I don't understand like why I don't have like a lot of great friends. And it's like, well, do you ever reach out to people? Do you ever like set time aside to have coffee with people or have time in your week when people reach out to you to want to do something? Are you able to respond and actually take the time to do that and it's one of those things where if it's just as simple as adding that to this weekly planning of being like hey all right, let's find a time in my week this week where I can go play basketball with Steve or go get coffee with somebody those t- little tiny personal things again we want them to be fun and organic and it feels mm-hmm. weird to like schedule them in yeah. but sometimes that's just a reality like in order to make whatever things in your life happen going to the gym whatever it may be you can do this exact same sort of process for your personal life as well. Yeah, I remember when you tried putting that uh, friend thing into your weekly rhythm. Yeah, so I'm not very good at it, but <laughs> we're working on it. Yeah, that's the point, right? You made progress and you now you're actually more aware of it. Right, and awareness, I think, is, for me, half the battle. Um, <laughs> and for a lot of people, I think, just yeah. being aware of these things and looking at your week and seeing where the gaps are or where the maybe the roadblocks are and just being like, oh, this would be really easy. If I just shifted this one thing, it could change everything for you. But being aware of it from week to week to week. I think it's a really awesome rhythm. All right. So what we talked about here was five key tips for prioritizing your week. Tip one, have a weekly rhythm and set it at the best time in your week to not be kind of derailed. Maybe that's 30 minutes or an hour, but it's just a time when you can plan for the week to come. Thing two is set your set your most important priority first. We called it kind of your one thing. What is that one thing that if everything else didn't happen, you need to get this done and do that first. Then key tip three and four were think about what's most important and think about what's most urgent because they're different, but they both matter. 
And then finally, number five, Monday morning or whatever is the beginning of your week, do that one biggest priority first before everything else crowds in. And here's one little, I'll kind of like leave this teaser because we're going to talk about this more in a later episode. But if you're sitting here going, yeah, but how do I, how do I decide what's my one thing? How do I know what's most important or most significant? That is a very valid question. I hear that all the time. And so what I want you to know is one of my favorite things we do at Greenhouse is helping people create a vision and a clarity around their purpose and their bigger why so that you know what is most important for you. So you have a filter, so you have a compass, like where am I headed? What is more important than other things? You kind of need that clarity, that bigger, bigger picture clarity to be able to make decisions like that and prioritize. So if you're feeling like, yeah, I don't know how to do this stuff though, maybe just try it, give it a try, stumble into it, but start to think about, you know, how might you start to create a vision or clarity around your bigger, longer term purpose? Yeah. And like I said, anything is better than nothing. So just give it a shot, see what happens and um, be willing to adapt kind of based off your personality and your work schedule and stuff like that. Like it doesn't have to be exactly what we described here, but just that just kind of going through these five steps will hopefully start to just make you even more aware of what's going on. And that's a good, really good first step. And then check back in to hear everything Steve has to say about finding that that compass and like the final destination because all of this really is like orienting your week to help you get to that final destination but if you don't know that final destination then all this still feels a little bit harder but it's still better than that well said well thank you uh steve do you feel unleashed do you feel like you've been unleashed in this podcast here today oh man you you unleashed my passion tyler <laughs> like no this is good i think this is the stuff that is usually tagged like hashtag productivity Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and for me i've always been like yeah yeah okay but productivity by itself is kind of worthless like for what sake productivity for what and what i love is we're talking about productivity for the sake of doing things that really matter to you so steve this has been a great inaugural podcast i've been honored to be on the greenhouse podcast in its new version so thanks for having me on and uh, i'm sure i'll be back yeah thanks for joining me tyler and We will have you back in a few episodes. 